Praise the Lord. Um, this message I wanted to give today, actually I thought it's in one piece, but I later discovered that it is in so many pieces. But God has a way of doing his things to bring those pieces together and burn them together. Because right from Saturday last week, when the women ministry, they were ministering on Right Now Media, Slay the Giant, The Dream of You. I discovered that at the end of their service, there is something that God has for today, which Sister Caroline suddenly brought up, which is the God of the mountain is the God of the valley. They sang that song. And this morning, also, when pastor was ministering here, he also mentioned something related to today's message. And when the choir was singing, surprisingly from Jeremiah 31, 13, the young men, the young women will dance and be glad. Young men and old as well. I will turn their mourning into gladness. I think that's the second song that you, you have sung today. And I will give them comfort and joy instead of sorrow. Now, as I said, even when the coordination was going on, at the same time, part of the message had been given. Now, instead of one message, I discover it's about five, mes- five pieces. And out of these five pieces, right now, as I speak, three is already over. Just remain two. If you are thinking you are a man, or you are a woman, that is very strong and mighty. If you have not faced challenge to prove that in your life, you will know that you are nobody. And don't see yourself that it can never happen to me. It can never be me. But when it happens, how you look at it, that is what matters. Job was never expect that he can lose everything. But what happened? It happens. I want you to sit down quietly while I call the choir. I want you to sit down. This time, they'll be ministering to us. And uh, part of what you want to hear today is already in the message. This is another part of the message. So please... At this time, I don't just want you to listen to the readings because many times we listen to the readings. We don't listen to the lyrics. I want you to listen quietly to the lyrics and hold on to whatever God has ministered to you. God bless you as you listen. Praise. Praise the Lord. Praise. Praise Praise the Lord. Amen. As Pastor has said, every one of us can attest to mountain situations, and valley situations. Amen. At some point in time, we've all faced that. But there is one constant. Our God in heaven. He's the God of the mountain. He's the God of the valley. He's the God of your situation. Even when it looks like as if he's silent, he's still God. And he knows every detail. I pray that this song will encourage you This song will bless you and know that in that secret where you are crying for God to show up, he will show up for you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen.
when you're up on the mountain Oh, but talk comes easy When life's at its best Now it's down in the valley Trials and temptations Oh, that's where your faith Is really put to the test For the God of the Church, the God of the mountain is the God in the valley. When things go wrong, He'll make them right. I'm the God of He's still God in the bad time. The God of the day. He's still God in the night. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the God of the mountain and the valley. Church is a God in the valley. When things go wrong, He makes them right. And the God of the good time is a God in the bad times. And God.
Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. Irrespective of the situation, you are God. Whatever happens, you are God. When the situation is good, you are God. When the situation is otherwise, you are God. Father, we want to bless your holy name. Thank you, everlasting Father. As we go into your word, Father, interpret it to, for us in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your presence continue to remain in our life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Sometimes things happen you want to be emotional. Yes, it can happen. When you think about what God has done for you. Yesterday one night, one sister was sharing her testimony. They already mentioned that, yes, you are among the five people that we go. She was waiting for her to leave a man. That was about a few weeks back. But just yesterday morning, they called her and said, she got an email according to her and confirmed that, yes, you have to continue. Amen? That was the testimony of yesterday. She testifies she has that hope. And that hope never dies away. Amen? So this morning, or this afternoon rather, we will be talking about when life turns bitter instead of sweet. When life turns bitter instead of sweet. Let's read from Exodus chapter 15, verse 22 to 27 quickly. Exodus. Exodus chapter 15, verse 22 onwards. So Moses brought Israel from, Red, from the Red Sea and then went into the wilderness of Sur. And they went three days into the wilderness and found no water. Now, when they came to Mara, they could not drink the waters of Mara, for they were bitter. Therefore, it was, it was called Mara. The people complained against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. And he cast it into the waters, and the waters were made sweet. There he came, then he made a statute and an ordinance for them. And there he tested them and said, If you diligently heed to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments, and keep his statutes. I will put none of these diseases on you, which I brought on Egypt. For I am the Lord that healeth you. Then they came to Elam, and there were twelve wells of water, and seventy palm trees, and they camped there by the waters. Hallelujah. This story, this story that all of us know about it, when the children of Israel, when they left Egypt, they were believing that freedom at last has come. They were celebrating, they were rejoicing. They never dreamed that something else will happen. They never even looked into that direction at all. Even though when they left Egypt, when they looked back, the Pharaoh's army were behind them, and the Red Sea were at the front. And I'm sure they were very, very frightened. And God in his mighty and sovereignty 
He parted the Red Sea and they walked through the dry land. And we know what happened to the Egyptian army that were following them up. So after the crossing of the Red Sea, there were huge celebration because of this unexpected miracle and victory. They celebrated. And that event I just narrated is the story we just read now. Life just has some bitterness built into it, no matter what it is. There are some bitter situations that will come into the life. Everyone comes to bitter water at some point. At one point in time, you come to a bitter water. Even when you are less expected, when you are not even expecting it, it might be a death of the loved ones, sickness, bankruptcy, divorce, false accusation, rejection, even loss of job. It might be. But how did you look at it? Jesus never promised that we will never be hurt. He has said we need to be expecting heartbreaking and pains. The bitter truth is that happy moment will always be there and it can suddenly turn into a sad moment. But when it happens, what do you do? You may be on the mountaintop today and find yourself on the bottom of the valley tomorrow. What do you do? Do you lose hope? Hallelujah. So what does it mean that we must, what this means is that we must be very prayerful. Whether it is time things are going the right direction or it's going the wrong direction. All you need to do is to always appreciate God for whatever he's doing. As long as you have life, Psalm 150 say what? Let everything that do what? Have breath. Do what? Praise God. Continue to praise God. Either you're on the mountain top or you are in the bottom of the valley. When the goal is good, praise God. When the goal is what? Is bad? Praise God. And whatever the circumstances, always praise God. So every good or bad situation requires prayer. The God of good times is also the God of bad times. The God of the day is the God of the night. Hallelujah. So let's go back to that story we just read. We see after the celebration, they keep moving. The first day, they were still celebrating. By the second day, they started feeling thirsty. Right? Okay, they, okay by the time we move a little bit, we find water. By the third day, they were exhausted. Desperation was already there. There was no water. The great victory that they have celebrated has been overshadowed by that event, the extreme test that followed. Are you celebrating today? Are you happy today? Are you saying it can never happen to me today? Do you have that confidence that yes, I cannot be part, it can never happen to me. But when it happens, what do you do? Do you do like the children of Israel? For three days, there was no water. And after three days, they come upon some water. What do you think they will do? They will rush to that water. I'm sure there must be a temporary excitement at that point in time. Sometimes when we are going through challenges also, some temporary excitement may come. Oh, thank you God, you have opened the door. But along the way, it has not happened. Hallelujah. 
That is why the water was bitter. Get something right. How do they know that the water was bitter? Who can answer that? They tasted it. That means that water was not poisonous. It is not poisonous. The Bible never recorded, recorded it that way. But it was bitter. Our life also can be in this way. You are on the verge of making it. You are on the verge of doing it. But suddenly, it becomes bitter. So what do you do at that point in time? In that scripture we have read, before then, what I'm, what I'm just telling you is that Whatever be the situation, it means in life there is up and down. Sometimes, as you have heard from the song, life is easy when you are on top of the mountain. You can say anything, you know, this, 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 I preach here, my pastor preached this, this, oh, I'm a man of faith. But when you are down to the bottom of the valley, <laughs> complain will come. You'll be looking at yourself, how did it happen? Why? Am I not praying enough? Is God not answering my prayer? Brethren, there's this misconception for us as Christians. We always say because we are, we, we are Christians, we are with God. That bad thing will never happen to us. Job never dreamed of what happened to him. Sometimes God wants to take you to another level. You want to get out of the cage, but you are putting yourself back in that cage and God will suddenly show up and things will go the other way around. You'll be disappointed. John 16, 33 says, In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I've overcome the world. That, those are the words you need to hold on to. In every life there will always be difficult days, brethren. The reality of, the, of life is that it's still going to be life. You get that? The reality of the life is that it's still going to be life. And that life is full of difficulties. But Romans 8, 28, brother. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. Times and condition is there. All things work together for good. For those who, what? That is the times and condition there. This, uh, this uh, scripture teaches that all things can only work for good for those that love the Lord and are called by his purpose. It does not say that all things we endure are good. That is never registered. Many of us do say that we are always supposed to be on the top and there is no struggle in Christ. That is what we always say. But on the contrary, sometimes we may have to live in the bitter before we get to the sweet, gold will never shine unless it passes through fire. I don't know the situation you are passing through now. It might be you are passing through the stage that God wants you to shine. You may have to go through the valley to get to the mountain top. You must be determined to go through the valley of bitterness, depression, hopelessness, to reach the mountain of victory. Joy and happiness. If you are not prepared for this, brethren, prepare your mind. So life is full of up and down, as I said. When life turns bitter instead of sweet, when suddenly things at the right side begin to move to the wrong side, 
What do you do at that moment? Let's look at that, those scriptures we have just read. Verse 22, brother. Verse 22. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. And then they went out into the wilderness of Sur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found now, no water. Yes, yeah, thank you, brother. There are five principles I want to bring out from this uh, scripture that we have read. We have a bad situation. Bad situation. But I want you to know that great victories are sometimes followed by great problem. And that is what verse 22 is saying. Great victory I always follow by what? Great problem. The people are on the move. They were happy. They were following Moses and God. Things appeared to be going well. And that is a good move. They were celebrating. God through Moses is leading them to a place of no water. Can you imagine? Where? Wilderness. When you go and find out what is wilderness means, uncultivated, unhabited, inhospitable region. God is not blind. He was taking them through that path. All the excitement, three days go, no, without water. The Bible didn't mention without food. Maybe they have some food, but we were told without water. Water is very essential. Hallelujah. So all the excitement, after crossing the rest, it died within them suddenly. It is a setback. Sometimes you are happy, you are rejoicing, you are celebrating. Something just happened. That thing that happens to put barrier between you and what God promised you. So what do you do? Remember your God. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Forsake you. Amen? So what has happened to be a setback for you, God will make it something that will propel you forward in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So let's move to verse uh, 23. Going from bad to worse. Verse 23. Now when they came to Mara, they could not drink the waters of Mara, for, it, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Mara. And the people complained against Moses saying, Thank you, what brother. shall we do? Thank you. Now, the problem here is that problem as well as victory are part of God's plan for you. God knew that where he was taking them to, there was no water. He knew ahead of them that there would be what? Bitter water. Like I said earlier, there will be excitement that at last we found water. And they quickly rush there. So, our life is made with this kind of experiences. Of high and low, of good and bad, of mountain top and bottom of the valley. Irrespective of who you are, this is how life is. If you have never experienced this, you are calling yourself a strong woman or a strong man. You have never faced challenge. When I say challenge, real challenge, that you'll be thinking, where is the way out? But our God is good. Hallelujah. Mara means bitter. It is bad when there was no water. It is worse when the only water they could discover become bitter. It is a worse situation. At that point also they will query God. Why did you provide this water when you knew it, is, it, is, it was bitter? They could not find any other water. Have you ever been in that kind of situation of what am I to do moment? 
Have you ever been in that situation? What am I going to do now? What is my family going to eat? What is going to be? How will people look at me? Am I going to be mugged? Are you hiding? How do you respond in that moment? To Israelite, they were eager to quench their thirsty. They discovered the water, but it was bitter, like we said. I said earlier on, it was, it is, it was not poisonous because they tasted it. If it is poisonous, the Bible will record that they pass away. But that story was not there. But in truth, is that, the truth is that sometimes also, when we, have, when we find ourselves in this situation, we complain. And that's exactly what the children of Israel did. They begin to complain. They begin to murmuring. And we also do that. You challenge God. Why have you have, uh, done this for me? After all, I'm praying 26, 7 a week. Extra over 24 hours. You are praying. You are challenging God. God is taking you out of cage. You are trying to put yourself back to the cage. God wants to strengthen you. You are trying to say no. I know more than you. Amen? The fact that Mara came to the children of Israel is a proof that God can make anything happen at any time. I don't know the, what is bitter in your life now that you are expecting it to be sweet. I don't know whether you are at the bottom of a valley now and you are dreaming of the mountaintop. I don't know whether the day is good or bad. You make your choice. Remember, the God of good time is God of bad times. Pray unto him, look unto him, and he will give you victory in Jesus' name. Like I said, problem as well as victory are part of God's plan. It is to strengthen you, to strengthen your faith, to see how you respond. Let's move to verse 24. The response of the people. What is the rest from brother? And the people complained against Moses saying, what shall we drink? Yeah. They become, they are all working in public complaint. They begin to complain publicly to Moses. What shall we drink? They forgotten that Moses also was part of them. Even though they are looking at him higher. So the point here is that when we murmur, we fail the test. When you are murmuring about the situation you find yourself, it means you fail that test. If you are sleeping, shout hallelujah. Yes, I saw one or two eyes is closing. Brethren, message was going on one day. They were preaching. They were praying. Somebody was sleeping. And at a point, the pastor make a prayer point. Pray that all the problem in your life go out and somebody was sleeping and the prayer when the prayer point before he slept was God give me the Holy Spirit give me, give me as people were praying that every of my problem get away and this brethren suddenly wake up, give me, give me give me <laughs> don't sleep when we are when the message is on hallelujah when difficulty comes to you, how do you face it? The truth is that when we are faced with Mara experience, we have two alternatives. Two alternatives. We can either get bitter 
and turn from God. Or we can believe the promise of the Bible and be blessed by God. When life turns bitter instead of sweet, you can be bitter and turn from God. That is one choice. Another choice is that we can believe the promises of the Bible, of the Scripture. I need not to go into that details. We all know what it is. Hallelujah. As we all know, they begin to complain. They were grumbling, murmuring, complain. And who are they complaining to? They were complaining to Moses, not even God. But they complained to Moses because they know that he is the link. He was the link between them that God will hear that. But this time around, you that you are sitting down here or you hear my voice, you have direct access to God. Don't complain. Pray unto him. And he will take you out of that frustration in Jesus' name. If you have been responding the way the children of Israel responded, please have a change of mind. Sorry, I'm a little bit fast because time is running. People, people always take their frustration towards God, towards God's people. They take their frustration towards God's people. Pastor Abraham, you are not praying enough. How manage I, I lost my job? How manage? You are always asking us, come to weekly program, come to this, come to that. Are you not praying enough for us? This type of things will happen. When anything happens, the first phone call, Pastor, this is the problem. I've been asked to leave for man. My visa will expire. And they are saying this, 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 this. Did you talk to God first? You first carry your frustration to Pastor. That's exactly what the children of Israel do. Situation whereby they ask somebody, that is enough, we are not going to renew your contract. He said, God, this is not for me. Right? He talked to God first, this is not for me. He rejects it. It might be God also wants to take him out also. Then you can call pastor later. Hallelujah. So don't complain. Your current position of your trial, it might be a test for you. When we murmur, we fail the test. Number four, verse 25, the response of Moses. So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. And when he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. God bring, this is number four point now, God bring us into trial in order to teach us great lessons. Moses did not join the complaint. He didn't work with public complaint at that, at that point. He did the only thing that he could do, only thing he knows how to do. Happy is the one that learned to pray instead of complain. Amen? The solution is provided by God, not Moses. Moses did not forget where to turn to. You are hearing messages here every time. Don't forget where to turn to. Turn to God. He cried unto the Lord. And the Lord did what? He showed him a tree. And when he casted that tree into the water, the water was made sweet. When life turns bitter instead of sweet, look for that tree. Look for the tree. The only thing you can do when, when life turns bitter instead of sweet is to fall on your knees and have a sweet hours of prayer. 
That's a, there was a song, I will not go into that now, in Christ Apostolic Church in Nigeria. The, the hours of sweet prayer. That's a story for another day. Sometimes that sweet hour of prayer can sweeten the bitter water of your life. It might not be one hour. It might just moment of prayer and talk to God wholeheartedly that God, this is what I want you to do. Look for that tree. I will talk about that tree shortly. Cast that tree of prayer into the bitter water of your life. Brethren, are you at bitter water right now? Do you have a setback at anything? Anything it may be. Have some storm come into your life. I want you to cast into that bitter water of your life that tree. But there's a good news for you. When life turns bitter instead of sweet, three things you need to know. You need to know who can make your water sweet. Who is that? Jesus. You need to know who can keep your water sweet. Who is that? Jesus. You need to know Jesus is your what? Your living water. Hallelujah. Once you know these three things, irrespective of the situation, brethren, you will know that the God of the mountain is the God of the valley. When things go wrong, he made them what? Right. God bless you. God has a tree that can sweeten up the water of your life. Find that tree so that even the, during the bitter water of life, it will turn to sweet. So, when God shows us a tree to sweeten up your bitter water, that tree will not do you any good. Unless you take the advantage. We all know what, that, what is that tree. And thank God for the tree. Which is what? Jesus. Cast Jesus Christ into that bitter part of your life. And that the bitterness of your life will become sweet. When you look at what Jesus Christ has done, Jesus drank the bitter, bitter cup of death to sweeten up our life. He cried, he said, if be that will, let this cup pass from me. But still, he drank it. He drank it all, and our life becomes sweeter today. The God of the mountain is God of the valley. The God of good time it's God of bad times. When things go wrong, it makes them right. You need to believe that. What a joy to know Jesus Christ. How sweet it is to know him. Let us cast Jesus Christ into the bitter water of our life. Jesus will make it sweet. Amen? Amen. Whenever Jesus meets with bitter, bitterness of your life, he make it sweet again. Then what happened? You will move from the bottom of the valley. How many of us know what we call catapult? I don't know whether that's the English word. Yeah, if you live in village, you catch bed, you do. When you put the stone in the... And we remember David's story. He used the same thing, the sling. When you do it, it will propel forward. Right from the bottom, you, don't, you will not even go through the step. He catapult you and you jump to the mountain top. That is our God for you. But this will not happen unless you allow that tree into your life. 
Miss Jesus into your homes. Miss Jesus into your job. Miss Jesus into your finance. Put Jesus in all our life. It will be sweet again. So when life turns bitter, what do you do? Put Jesus into it. And that bitterness will turn to what? Sweet. Amen? Let's look at verse 26, the obedience to God. And he sa and said, If you diligently heed to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Nothing come free. Nothing come, even though when we, whenever we are installing anything in our system. We don't read the condition. Times and conditions there, you click, 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 I accept. Right? You accept without reading it. Here also, you need to accept if you diligently heed to the voice of the Lord. You can't cast that tree into that problem without obeying the Lord. You need to obey. Times and conditions matters when it comes to challenges you are facing. So, now, the fifth point, when God is finished with the test, he takes us, us, take us back to a place of blessedness. The place of abund abundance. Abundance. He takes you there. What happened in verse 27, brother? The response of God now. Then they came to Elim, where, they, where there was twelve wells of water and seventy palm trees. So they camped there by the waters. You see, the Bible never records what happened. We were told three days. The Bible didn't add another day to it. Maybe this is the Mara water. Maybe this is the twelfth well. But they were blinded. They couldn't see that. Because within their mind, they are, ready, they are ready to complain. Your situation may be like that. What you are going through right now might be the same. It may just be a step for you to go into that glory of God. And they come to Elim, where there are 12 wells. Not just one, 12. 12. Because of Moses' obedience, God take them. When... God was to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, if he can find only one, one what? Righteous. Because of Moses. Moses never joined the complaint. And God takes them from bitter water to sweet water. And then to flowing water, they have abundant. By the time God finished with you, and you never complain, you will discover that God is good all the time. Right? But if is there, times and condition. Hallelujah. So when life turns bitter instead of sweet, listen to what Jeremiah said. Jeremiah 13, 31. I've talked about it before, okay? Then shall the virgins rejoice in the dance, and the young men and the old together. For I will turn their mourning into dancing, to comfort them and to make them rejoice rather than sorrow. Yes. In closing, that scripture is no, uh, explanatory itself. When life turns bitter instead of sweet, the secret of change bitter water into sweet is who? Jesus. 
Look unto Jesus, the author of our faith. God bless you. Choose to trust him. Don't let your past ruin your future. Don't allow what is happening in the past ruin your future. Choose to trust him. God will help you. There is still power in that blood of Jesus Christ. For those of us who might be going through challenge right now, know that the Bible refers to our times as trial, as an, as evil, as an evil day. A short season that will not last long. In Psalm 23, it says that you will walk through the shadow of death and walk through, walk through the valley. He never said you are going to remain there. Who agree with me? Clap for God if you agree. Yeah. Bible never recall that you are going to be there. Psalm 23 said walk through the valley that you will not remain there. You will come out of your present situation. Amen. So when life turns bitter instead of sweet. Lastly, Ephesians 6, verse 10 to 13. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand in the days of evil, having all done, done all to stand. As believers, this scripture tells us clearly that we will face the wild of the devil and that we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood, but against principalities, against power, against ruler of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness. But what do you do? Cast that tree, which is Jesus Christ, into that situation of your life. Brethren, when life turns bitter instead of sweet, what do you do? Cast the water. Cast Jesus Christ into that bitter water. For the God of the mountain is the God in the valley. Things go wrong. The God of the good times, He's still God in the bad times. The God of the day, He's still God in the night. Amen. Are you surrounded by setbacks? Are you in your valley? Remember what we heard. Setbacks are God's design to propel you forward. Setbacks are God's setup to propel you forward. Turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 20. 1 Kings chapter 20. When Israel found itself in a valley and they looked like two little flocks of goats in the front of a huge army, the voice of God comes in verse 28 of 1 Kings chapter 20. 
verse 28, and I read, Then a man of God came and spoke to the king of Israel and said, Thus says the Lord, Because the Syrians have said, The Lord is God of the hills, but he is not God of the valleys. Therefore, I will deliver all this great multitude into your hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Every challenge that is looking like a mountain, and that is looking like an army on top of the mountain, and that makes you look small, God is saying, I use that for you to know who I am. The question that you and I have to answer is, where am I looking? Where am I looking? Am I looking at the valley? Am I looking at the mountain? Or am I lifting up my eyes unto the heavens, as the psalmist says? I lift up my eyes unto the hills. For where does my help come? It comes beyond the hills. It comes from the maker of heaven and earth. Let's rise up and let's meditate on Hebrews 12, what our pastor was telling us. The tree that the Lord showed, are you looking to that tree, the author and perfecter of your faith? Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, we also... Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin, I would add, the sin of bitterness, which so easily ensnares us. Let us lay aside that. And what does the Bible say? Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's learn to fix our eyes upon him. God uses every situation so that our eyes will turn to him. And we will know the sweetness of trusting him, no matter what the valley is. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, once again, we thank you, O Lord God, that you are God who makes our bitter waters sweet. You turn our maras into abundance. That is what you came for, O Lord God. You came that we may have life and life in abundance, and out of her shall flow rivers of living waters instead of words of complaining. Father, I pray, Lord God, each of us, we have come here, and we are in one way or the other, in one valley or the other. Help us, O Lord God, that we will look to you, for you are the one who has birthed faith in us. And you are the God who perfects our faith. Help us to keep our eyes fixed on you. That we may run the race and we may be found with you at the end of it all. In that place of Elim, in that place of fullness, Father, you will lead us into in the name of Jesus. We thank you, blessed Father, for your word that has come in due season. 
Father, I pray, Lord God, that your anointing will rest upon our pastor all the more, that you will refill him, you will give him great treasures of your word, all the more in the name of Jesus. Bless his family, bless his household, O Lord God. Father, that they will continue to serve you with all their heart, with all their soul, and with all their might. In the name of Jesus. Bless us as a congregation to seek your face, O Lord God. Father, that we may be found in that place of your calling and of your abundance in our lives, O God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, blessed Father, once again for this time. For it's in Jesus' name that we have asked and we have received. Amen and amen. Let's share the grace. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen and amen. Have a blessed week in Jesus' name. Amen.